We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Hey everyone, welcome to the Roto Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Tuesday, it's March 21st, it's 2023. We have a six-game NBA slate to talk about here on today's podcast. Shout out to Looch filling in yesterday with some technical difficulties on Friday with the podcast. So it's been a while since uh, I've talked to you and hung out with you all on YouTube. So glad to be back. Glad to have a nice little six-game slate. Joined today by my buddy Tim Buell, Tasteful Tides. What's happening, Tim? Yeah, Stevie. Uh, welcome back from Atlanta. Uh, thanks again for the great work that you do for our, uh, Nat- your NASCAR package there. It's uh, it's awesome stuff. And I uh, I tune into your show uh, every every breakdown show that you have, and I have for every show for I think about six years now. So I, I appreciate all the work that you do, and and thanks for having me on your show. Heck yeah, man. Uh, always always fun to have you on the morning grind. And this week's show was insanely rushed. Um, I felt <laughs> somewhat bad, but uh, I, I can't even like, I had like the Atlanta Motor Speedway, like media center people hooked me up with this spot. And then like some of the workers were like in the room, like trying to get stuff done to prep for Sunday morning. And I was like, hey, I'm trying to do a show. <laughs> yeah, I, I yeah. saw you in there and it was, I could tell it was a little uncomfortable. It but, was uh, funny. It was more funny. Yeah. And like the press conference started and it was super loud in my ears. So, hey, yeah. um, we're back, back from Atlanta. Pump for the show. What's up, YouTube? Hope you're all having a fantastic Monday night. And if you haven't already, make sure hit the subscribe button. Help us out. We're getting... We're getting some subscribers over on the Morning Grind YouTube page, building it up. Uh, appreciate you all. And uh, listen, I'm just glad to be back, man. I'm happy to be here. Nice little six gamer for my Monday. Um, this is like my get back in the NBA kind of mood um, slate. So 
nice little slate. Let's jump right in. We got Washington at Orlando. 226 and a half total in this one. Some books have this as a pick 'em. Some books have Wizards minus one. Um, so kind of all over the place. Jalen Suggs and Jonathan Isaac out for Orlando. Washington side, Kyle Kuzma out with an ankle sprain. Going Washington first. Um, you know, a, a spot where like Washington and Orlando are kind of not out of it yet but they really need to have a good stretch down the road here. Um, talk to me. What are your thoughts here on Washington, especially with Kuzma out? Yeah. So, you know, I, I ran a little bit of a court IQ before we hopped on air with, uh, with Kuzma out and uh, you know, Bradley Beal's usage goes up to 34% in 518 minutes this season without Kuzma on the court. Uh, you know, that's uh, about a four, 4% bump usage bump for, for Beal. So he's grading out pretty solidly. Obviously for Zingas, uh, he gets up to about a 30% usage rate. Um, not, not a humongous difference over his season average of, of uh, only 1.8% increase. Uh, the play that I wanted to talk about, and it's not so much that he rates out in terms of strong usage, but Denny Otvia uh, really does a great job of, filling up the stat sheet without actually making real life points. You know, he's a really, really strong rebounder. He's got a solid assist rate and he kind of just does it all. And he's only 5k tomorrow and he should play minutes in the upper twenties, low thirties. So I, I, I really like getting out via and obviously, you know, Beal should be, Beal should grade out really well uh, in projection systems tomorrow. So he should be a, a really, really strong play. Yeah, I mean, the price at 8400 Orlando is a team that struggles guarding the perimeter. They have all season. So I think this is a spot Bradley Beal could have a really strong game. Um, only 34 fantasy points against Orlando earlier um, this season, which Kuzma played in that game and Porzingis played in that game. So now we're taking Kuzma off the floor. You talked about court IQ have a ton of interest in Porzingis as well at 8,900. He's someone that definitely sees a rebounding increase with Kuzma off the floor. So this could be a double-double type of spot for a guy like Porzingis. Um, I like the Denny call. Definitely don't mind him. And tournament-wise, large field tournaments, if you're playing a bunch of teams, I think you flip a coin between Casper or Morris um, if you're trying to attack some upside. I don't really have a lean either way. Um, I think Casper is going to play more minutes and minutes equal opportunity. I think when Morris gets hot, he doesn't stop shooting. Um, it doesn't happen that often, but when it does, he's someone that can get up to the 28 to 35 point range fantasy wise on my Orlando magic. The prices are finally down enough where it's like, all right, now, like, maybe I can play some Paulo. Maybe I can play some Fultz. Um, the Jalen Suggs concussion and him being out is super interesting here for Orlando because it definitely, like, bumps up a guy like Cole Anthony. He's someone that should really play close to 30 minutes at 5,900 here. We know that Fultz is going to play really solid minutes for the Magic, and he's shown some big upside here recently, so – I think if I had to rank the Magic as far as my interest, it would probably be Fultz, Paulo, Wendell Carter Jr., Franz, 
Anthony. Um, but I, I think like if you're playing a Beal or a Porzingis, running it back with any of those five players uh, makes a lot of sense. So give me your thoughts here on the Magic. Yeah, when I look at these prices, I, I see a lot of floor, but I, I am concerned about ceiling, really. Um, I, I feel like, you know, guys, like you said, like Anthony, are going to play about 27, 29 minutes. Uh, Bonchero's really hit a wall lately. And while he's only 7,200, um, you know, he is a really good candidate, at, I would say, for about 38 fantasy points. But I'm really concerned that he's not going to be able to hit like a true ceiling to win you a tournament um i would say if i had to rank orlando i would go wendell carter bonchero faults uh anthony and then uh then wagner uh that would be my power rank of them but i'm hoping that we can get to a little bit better plays that i think have more ceiling later in the in the show we are it's more like my interest of the magic is one six game slate two i have a ton of interest in beal and porzingis so um yeah. hoping the game stays close and competitive i mean seeing some pick lines and stuff like that definitely makes me more interested in this game but at the end of the day we also have to remember like the orlando magic they've been playing better defense if we look at like the last 15 ish games they're 13th in defensive rating where Washington is a team that kind of teetering, but even in that like mid 19 ish range in that same span, but both of these teams at the end of the day play really slow. Um, so yeah. that's always concerning. I will note, I will note, and I've noticed this from watching the games, the magic have been playing a lot faster here recently. They're ninth in pace over the last 15 games in the NBA and they're typically a bottom 20 team. So um, just throwing that out there. We got Detroit at Atlanta up next. Uh, 238.5 total. The Hawks are a 12.5 point favorite against the Pistons. On the Atlanta side of things, De- DeJounte Murray is questionable. Illness, um, non-COVID related. And then on the Detroit side, Bogdanovich, Burks, Cunningham, Diallo, Duran. Stewart out, Livers and Hampton questionable. Um, going Detroit first, ton of people out here, but the thing that like instantly perks to my ears is Duran out. Every time Duran has been out, um, I have a ton of interest in Wiseman. It, it seems like they really want to see what he has. They've been playing him really solid minutes here down the stretch. I, I mean, I I have a ton of interest in Wiseman, and I hate playing the Detroit guards. So I probably leave Ivy and Hayes out, but taking shots on Wiseman, I think is fine after that. I mean, there's some questionable potential plays here Um, with like Eugene getting minutes. It's kind of like potentially hurt the upside for Bagley here recently. So I really think it's Wiseman and that might be it. Um, I don't mind like a wing type of player like McGruder against Atlanta. Um, this is a position they struggle with. So maybe McGruder and Wiseman for me for Detroit today. Yeah, I love the Wiseman call. Uh, you know, it's it's the third week in March and we're, you know, still in the NBA regular season. And this Detroit team is kind of, they've been tough lately, kind of figuring out the rotations and understanding uh, kind of like where they're at. Uh, in terms of the minutes, I, I, I will say, you know, like if Livers sits and Hampton sits, they're going to be really, really thin. So we might be yeah. forced 
into playing some of these guys that we're kind of uncomfortable with. Um, but yeah, I, I, I love the Wiseman call. I think if I had to, if I had to pick, uh, one of these guards, uh, it would be Jaden Ivey for me, but that's kind of like it. It obviously could be Killian Hayes. Um, but I, I think I would prefer, prefer Ivy of the two. Just something to note really quick too. Charlotte is now up to 23 wins. Detroit really doesn't need to tank anymore. They're at that point where they really could see what they have kind of brewing with some of these young players for the next year and, and, and stuff like that and seeing like where they need to attack in the draft and stuff like, you know, just in general. So they really like, that's why I think we've seen a little bit better rotations here recently. You know, Wiseman getting the minutes, um, mm-hmm. McGruder getting the minutes, Hayes and Ivy getting the minutes. Like, they don't necessarily need to tank anymore. You know, they could win four games and be like, all right, let, let's just lose out. Um, but they're in that position now where they don't need to tank anymore. So I, I do think like taking some shots on Detroit down the stretch is going to be a little bit easier than what it was a month ago. I can't, I, I never thought I would see a $5,700 Magruder. I, I'm, <laughs> I know. I'm, I'm, I'm still, that still looks so weird to me. I know. It's crazy. All right, Atlanta. Um, I mean, DeJounte potentially being out for this game could be somewhat big. Um, it, it could open up, like, maybe some extra minutes for Bogdanovich, um, who is pretty cheap here at 4,900. I think a guy like Hunter, he's already kind of playing really solid minutes, so I don't know if he would get extra run i could potentially see it being like aj griffin who's gotten some really decent run here recently but i think not wanting to like overlook the facts like if Dejounte is out we are playing trey young at 9600 against detroit like I, let's not i don't want to forget the like hammer that home because he's a fantastic play with DeJounte off the floor, and then we add in the matchup with one of the worst defenses in the league. The pace of this game should be fantastic. Um, Trey Young has a 38.8% usage rate this season with DeJounte off the floor, averaging 1.54 fantasy points per minute. Give that a little bump for Detroit, and you're just crossing your fingers hoping this one stays close because DeJounte being out means Trey Young is going to smash. Yeah, it's a he's a, he's a plus six point two usage over his his normal rates uh, with the the Jante out. So I mean, yeah, you're you're just really like you said, you're just hoping Detroit keeps this game close. Uh, I mean, almost a forty percent usage rate. He's gonna be you know ninety six hundred. It's he's gonna be too cheap. Uh, you know, like that's that's too that's too cheap of a tag if Murray sits. So it's it really comes down to. You know, who else, you know, what other Atlanta players are, are going to get there? And I, I would say that Bogdanovich would be the leading candidate. Uh, you know, he, he gets he gets a slight little bump with Murray off, uh, you know, 1.4% increase in usage. So, you know, I, I think that, you know, you're, you're going to be you're going to be smashing uh, young if, if Murray's out. I think that's a pretty easy, pretty easy one. Yeah, I mean, so DeJounte is a 35-ish minute player a night. So if he's out, someone has to play the minutes. And I really think it would be a mix between, like, Sadiq Bey, 
Bogdanovich, AJ Griffin, kind of looking at their rotations recently. Um, they have like a nine man rotation recently. So I don't know, like if they do much different, I don't know if it's like, Hey, you know, we'll run out some Aaron holiday for 15 minutes type of thing, but Atlanta has a pretty tight rotation right now. And I think that's something that we can take advantage of in this spot. Atlanta's in the eight seed right now, you know, they're going to come out um, trying to beat Detroit by 30 in this game. So um ton of interest and, in Atlanta. And look how, and look how cheap like Clint Capella is 5,800. Like, I mean, I know he's going to be the first one that sits <laughs> if it's a blowout, but he could easily go for 40 in like 25 minutes. And if he does happen to get like 32, 33, something like that, he, he could, he could put up 50 in this spot. So uh, just don't, don't forget about, don't forget about Clint Capella. Don't forget about John Collins. Like I know he's John Collins has not been good this year, but 5,400, you know, another one of these spots where like he could absolutely just crush that price tag in, in three quarters. I forgot about John Collins a long time ago. Moving on, yeah. we got Cleveland <laughs> at Brooklyn. Two eighteen and a half total in this game. Cleveland is a three-point favorite. Um, one interesting thing to kind of note here is this game has an eight-point lower implied total than any other game on this slate. So, um, really quick, the injury report. Brooklyn side – Finney Smith is questionable. Ben Simmons is out. Cleveland side, Jared Allen is questionable. That's really it for them. So it's like looking and I don't know, you know, obviously Cleveland's a fantastic defensive team. Brooklyn is a team that has gotten a little bit better defensively here since the trades. Um, Brooklyn plays pretty slow. Cleveland plays pretty slow. I don't think the total is actually that crazy being this low. So um, definitely kind of looked into it a little bit when I saw that we'll go Cleveland first. Um, I mean, obviously I think the first thing that matters for Cleveland is does Jared Allen play or not? Um, this would be 10 days for him. If he sits that he, his last game, it's an eye contusion. And if he comes back, I expect him to play pretty close to normal minutes outside of just missing it. So like maybe 26 to 30 minutes, um, He's 6,200. That's a fair price tag. I mean, Mitchell, 8,800. His ceiling seems kind of capped recently. Um, I think a lot of that has to do with, like, Levert just playing so well recently. What are your thoughts on Cleveland? You know, you make a really good point about the total. It's a very, very low total, but it's also a very, very close spread. And so I feel like, you know, the minutes for these guys, these usual pieces for Cleveland are going to be really, really secure and really, really high. And, you know, the, the prices kind of just for this whole slate seem kind of soft. Uh, you know, it seems like, you know, Darius Garland, 7,500. I feel like there's plenty of ceiling with, with that price. Donovan Mitchell, plenty of ceiling for 8,800. Like, you know, they're going to they're going to play they're going to play their normal allotment of minutes, I would assume here. So I really I really like them. And I and I would imagine that they're probably not going to pop too hard. So you're probably going to have to hand build these guys in because they're just not going to show up at optimizers because this game total is going to keep projections on them. I would assume fairly low. Um, I would assume like if, if Allen sits, then, then Mobley would become a pretty, pretty popular play. And I, and I obviously, 
would not blame anybody if they wanted to fire him up for 7700 I think he would be a really solid play. Rubio's price, uh, he's up to 4K. Like, he was, like, hanging around 3500 Um, You know, he's, he's going to play about 20 minutes, and he's pretty safe, but um, his ownership has been kind of high the last couple slates, and I don't think he has much of a ceiling. So if he is kind of showing up, high up in the points per dollar, you know, section of projections, I, I think I would stay away. Like, I have not liked his ownership the last couple of slates. Just been too high for a guy who doesn't have much of a ceiling. Well, he was 3,100 last slate. Right. I think that has a lot to do with, you know, a guy playing playing 20 minutes, getting 20 fantasy points at 3,100. Um, right. He's going to get ownership. Now he's 4K. You hope that he gets ownership at 4K. You know, yeah. 20 points at 4K is not enough. Yeah. Um, even on a six-game slate. Brooklyn side of this game, I mean, uh, obviously we're starting to see Brooklyn get normalized rotations here. Um, if Finney Smith sits, it obviously could open up minutes. He's someone that plays a bunch of minutes. Um, what, he's in like the 25 to – or not 25, like 35-ish range minutes when he's healthy and good to go. Um, it was like a – it's a wrist injury. So we'll have to see like if he plays or not. Um, I could definitely see bumping up a guy like Cam Johnson if we get news that Finney Smith is going to sit. But I could also see, you know, maybe playing a little bit of Cam Thomas. Cam Thomas is 3,300. Could get 20-ish minutes if any Smith sits. Um, so watching that, um, ceiling-wise, I think your ceiling guys for Brooklyn still Dinwiddie and Bridges. Um, if Allen is out, I could definitely see taking some shots on Claxton. But overall, I don't love the matchup. You know, Cleveland's such a good defensive team that even on a six-game slate, I don't have to lock anything in when it comes to uh, the Brooklyn side. Right now, I have, don't have an interest in any of these guys. Like, uh, you know, I just don't – I don't feel like we have any reason to attack Cleveland. Um, you know, it's just – I think Dinwiddie's price is getting a little bit too high. I think if there was one guy I would take shots on, it would be Bridges because, you know, he, he's so – he has such high volatility, which is what we really, really want in GPPs. And I imagine that his ownership would be quite is going to be quite low tomorrow. So if there's one Nets player that I would take shots on, it'd be Bridges. All right, San Antonio at New Orleans. This game has a two thirty-five and a half total. The Pelicans are an eleven-point favorites on the New Orleans side. Jose Alvarado is out. Zion Williamson is out. On the San Antonio side of things, Bassey, Birch, Collins, Sohan, Vassal out, Trey Jones, doubtful, Devontae Graham, questionable. (laughs) Lots of process there. We get to start with the San Antonio side of things. Um, I mean, if, if Trey Jones sits. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. And I don't know if it matters if Graham plays or not in that, if Trey Jones is out. I think you have to have a lot of Branham interest at 5,100. He's going to play a bunch of minutes, have a lot of usage. Um, I think Langford is someone that all he needs is a few extra minutes in, like, he's someone that could do well. Um, I guess I'm kind of overlooking the fact that (laughs) Keldon Johnson is probably where I should have started. Um, His usage is going to be bonkers in this game. There's just no one playing. And assuming that, like, what are we thinking? We're thinking if Graham plays, it's probably Graham – Graham, Branham, Johnson, Bates, Diop, and Sandro starting. Um, yes. It's what yeah. I, would, I would assume. Yes. So, in that scenario, like, Graham, Branham, and Johnson are going to get all the usage. We look at Keldon's last three games, 34, 24, 34% usage rate in those games. Um, it's just – it's fantastic. Like, he's 7,400, and he's someone that's capable of 50-plus fantasy points on a six-game slate. So – don't love the matchup, but I mean San Antonio, they don't care. Like, they're gonna play these guys minutes, um, blowout or not. What are your thoughts here on the Spurs? You that that last part was exactly what I was gonna say. Like he's gonna play he's gonna play 34, 35 minutes no matter what. And with all these guys already ruled out, he's he might be the best place uh play in the slate so far, other than Trey Young, if if Murray sits. But I mean He's like a lock and load, cash game play, single entry play. Uh, he's going to be a decision point for large field tomorrow. Uh, so, yeah, like Keldon, Keldon is is a top, top play. And 7,400 is just going to be – he's just going to be way, way too cheap. Doesn't matter if Graham plays. Graham, Graham doesn't move the needle. You know, he's not like a big-time usage guy. So don't, don't let that – uh, you know, uh, sway your decision. Um, you know, John Johnson's going to be a top play. If Graham plays, I have a lot of interest in him at um, 5K. He's someone that can get sure. rebounds. He's someone that can get assists. He's capable of double-doubles with points and assists. Like, he's someone that can go, like, 20-10-5. Um, so, if he plays at 5K, these guys are just going to play minutes because they don't have a lot of bodies um, at the end of the day. That's what it is. So, um, yeah, I mean, their bench would be McDermott, Langford, Dang, Barlow, <laughs> Wesley. Like, yeah, these what, guys are going to play what, minutes. Yeah, what Wesley might actually be interesting too for 3,800. Uh, he he he. Uh, if if Graham if Graham sits. If Graham I mean, sits, yes, yeah, yeah Wesley would. Be. Yeah, if Graham sits, like what Wesley's going to be popping in projections tomorrow for sure, and he could end up being a really, really interesting value. Oh, yeah, he—he was definitely someone that I completely overlooked. I also yeah. think, like, because it is a six-game slate, um, 
I'm not even going to try to pronounce Sandro's last name. Um, no chance <laughs> for me. Um, he's 4,200, and Collins has already ruled out. Like, this guy's going to play minutes. It, he's someone that has shown that he's capable of double-doubles. Um, so, another guy that I don't mind taking shots on on a six-game slate. Um, we, we, don't, do we, don't, of- we don't have a huge opportunity cost at center on this slate, which is one of the yeah. first things I noticed. Like, we don't have Jogic. We don't have Embiid. You know, we don't we don't have that huge cost at center for the slate. So uh, I think uh, he's going to be a really, really strong play. Sabonis in a really tough matchup with Boston, too. Um, right. And on Sacramento's on a second end of back to back. So. Um, so, yeah, I mean, the like the Sabonis is the pay up at 10-4 and back to back in a tough matchup. So we'll talk about that. It's actually the next game we're going to talk about. So we'll talk about that here in a second. Um, the New Orleans side, the flip side of like Sandro playing and these guys being out is Valanciunas should have a field day. Um, he's 6,600. There's your, there, there's the center play that I had written down that um, I had a ton of interest in. CJ McCollum's 8K. He could definitely crush in this spot. Um Shooting, it seems to be getting a little bit better. Makes me wonder if that wrist is starting to get a little bit better. My only concern with, like, Ingram and McCollum is the game staying close. Um, yeah. Large field tournaments, I think you have them in your player pool because if the game does stay close, like, if you're playing Ingram or McCollum, you're taking shots on, like, Keldon Johnson. You're hoping that, like, you get the monster game from both of them um, type of things. But, yeah, I mean, ton of interest in Valanciunas. Again, though, like, my only concern with Valanciunas, if this game gets out of hand, the dude plays 20 minutes because he's the first one off the court and they have no problem not bringing him back at any point when this game gets out of hand. Yeah, I, I think this, this is something that, like, if you're using lineup HQ, you should build some ru- rules about kind of like, this game. yeah, you have to for this game because, like, you can't, you can't get too deep into this game uh, and then have it be a blowout. And then all of a sudden you've got all your spots taken up with this game. Like, you, you got to build this game uh, so that it stays close. Like, you know, obviously, Brandon Ingram, CJ McCollum, Joe Val, all great plays against the San Antonio Spurs. The only issue is, is it going to be a blowout? It's an 11-point spread. Uh, arguably, I feel like that should be even higher. Um, but, um, you know, so it's a little bit risky. But, you know, pl- pl- you know, make sure you build your team so that it's – that this game stays close. That's the only way you can win uh, with this game in the tournament. Also, just going to throw this out here. Uh, this is a large field tournament play only. Large field tournament play only. Larry Nance Jr., this guy is capable of playing 12 minutes. If the game blows out, he will play 20-plus minutes. So if you're building for a blowout, he's 3,820 minutes. He's a guy that can produce a fantasy point per minute. So – just throwing Larry Nance Jr. out there, I think he'll end up being pretty low owned. Um, and if you're building for a blowout, which I hate predicting blowouts, I've said this for years. I hate even trying to predict blowouts because anybody can beat anybody on any given night in the NBA, and it's just a fact at this point. All right, Boston at Sacramento. We got a two thirty-eight and a half total in this game. Um, the highest total on the slate, Boston Celtics, a four-and-a-half-point favorite. This type of total matches the Atlanta total for what it's worth. Um, Sacramento second in the back-to-back, and on the Boston side, Gallinari's out, and Pritchard is out. So um, Sacramento, 
we know that Kevin Herter didn't play Monday with a um, knee, right? Pretty sure it was a knee. Mm-hmm. He was supposed to play. Um, so I assume it might have been just a, hey, we're going to sit you on the front end maybe type of thing. But I don't know. Anytime you're an active player and then like a knee pops up, you're like, is he going to play? All right. Boston first. Um, fantastic matchup for Brown and Tatum. It's a six-game slate. Raw points matter. Tatum and Brown are both capable of, like, 60-plus fantasy point games. You could take a discount with Brown, um, $1,500. But I think they're both top options on today's slate. Yeah, before I saw the whole Trey Young and Atlanta Hawks potential situation, I had this game circled. I had Tatum and Jalen Brown circled as my top plays on the slate. I was like, this is an unbelievable spot for Boston. Uh, being able to attack the Kings on the second night of a back-to-back, you know, high total, close spread. Um, but, you know, it's like now we got this whole Trey Young situation at 9,600. So it's like, do you prioritize Trey Young or do you prioritize Jason Tatum? Do we have enough salary where we can play both? Do we have enough value? I, I mean, right now I'm not so sure. So it's it's kind of one of those tough situations where, you know, who do you prioritize? But you're absolutely right. This is an amazing spot for Boston, and I'm hoping that we can uh, get some value that opens up so that we can, we can get to Tatum and we can get to Jalen Brown pretty easily. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. We have a really strong 10 o'clock game too um, that poses the interest of like, hey, you know, we have studs on that game as well. Stand standalone 10 o'clock game too. So I think it's a really interesting slate from the aspect of lineup construction. And anytime you have interesting slates when it comes to lineup construction, I just get excited. My ears perk up. Um I still think that's a lot of where the edges in daily fantasy is lineup construction. So um, with that said, I think you can play two studs on this slate because of the San Antonio value and Detroit value. There's still some underpriced players in those games where, I mean, especially if Graham sits and now we're getting Wesley at 3,800 type of play. So, but Maybe this. If you're, do you think there's a chance that this game might get squeezed because of the because of the ten thirty game? Yeah, uh, maybe. But I don't know, man. These these two ten o'clock games are just fantastic. So yeah. All right, um, Sacramento side of this one, tough matchup for Sabonis and Fox. But man, Vegas is expecting this game to stay close. I. They're yeah. so expensive that it's so hard to say I want to play these guys. But if I'm playing Tatum, I could definitely look at Fox at 8,300. I think yeah. Sabonis is the odd man out for me today. So he's probably going to score like 70 fantasy points. But <laughs> I, I really just think like he's the guy that I'm probably not getting to. I will note that if Herder is out, I still have a ton of interest in Malik Monk at 5,200, um, even in a tough matchup. 
Yeah, I've been playing Sabonis like every single game for the last like four or five games, and he's been crushing. And he's come in really low owned, or at least a lot lower owned than I was expecting, like 15, 16%, 10%, you know, like really, really, you know, pretty not chalky. And uh, so it's not a good spot for Sabonis, but if he's going to be really, really low owned, I'm going to have to continue to go back, you know, to him, you know, in large field stuff. Obviously, it's not a cash game play. Probably not if you're building one team, but if you're making multiple teams, I really like getting to Sabonis. It could be a really good buy low spot for De'Aaron Fox. Again, not a good matchup, but these this Kings team is legit. And, you know, they're going to be fired up for this game. So I, I think that they're they're going to be, they're going to come in really low owned. And I think that they're, they're okay for large field. Uh, but no one's really sticking out for me for like a cash game or, or a one to three uh, setting. Yeah, just a, a really quick note with Herder out on the Monday night game, Keegan Murray got a, a minute bump in the first half. Um, so he might be someone that if he's going to get a minutes bump, that is super interesting. And Kessler Edwards got a first half minutes bump. Um, so be interested to see how the rotations kind of play out and looking at that, you know, tomorrow morning. We finish it out with the Thunder and the Clippers kind of just hinted at this game, right? 236 and a half total Clippers, a seven point favorite. The injury report for this one, um, Norman Powell's out. Holmgreen, Poku and Kendrick Williams remain out for the Thunder. Let's, uh, let's get into this game. We'll start with the Thunder. SGA is 9,800 and, He's obviously capable of big games. He's gone for 54 fantasy points on average in two matchups against this team this season. Might be the odd man out as far as, like, top-end plays where he has similar ceiling as all these guys. Um, Let's talk Thunder first. What are your thoughts here on OKC? Yeah, SGA is the only really guy that sticks out. But, again, he's that same price point as Trey Young, same price point as Jason Tatum. So it's kind of really like, who do you prioritize here? Um, obviously, SGA, I think in a vacuum, is too cheap. Like, he's a guy that should be 10K or above every every slate, every time he plays. Um, but uh, we know that he's got a really, really solid floor. But I just think that, you know, given the context of this, this slate, I think he's going to be a pass for me. Like, that could obviously burn me. But you're going to have to make a stand with, with, the, with these studs. So I think he's going to be the odd man out for me in terms of this 10K range. Um, in terms of guys going lower, I guess you could go to Josh Giddy. Like he always has kind of a, like a solid tournament winning upside and then Lou Dort. Um, but, you know, honestly, the, the rest of this, the low end guys for the Thunder are, are, would be a pretty strong pass for me. All right. The Clippers side, I mean, uh, obviously, Kawhi and Paul George in a matchup with the Thunder seems juicy. The minutes for Russell Westbrook are becoming a thing again. Um, I want them to be not a thing, and I want you know Kawhi <laughs> to kind of keep smashing. Zubak is quietly playing really well here recently, kind of just eating all of Mason Plumlee's minutes up, and then Eric Gordon is doing Eric Gordon things. He's playing 30 minutes and just kind of shooting when he's open. Um, talk to me here about the Clippers. 
I love Russell Westbrook in this spot. 7,100, going to play about 35, 35 minutes, probably 32 minutes. Uh, I think he's got a huge, huge ceiling in this matchup. He's my favorite play. Zubak would be my, my second guy in. Um, if you're going to play two Clippers, and I, I would put SGA in that lineup. But, uh, yeah, like Ka- Kawhi, Paul George, obviously are gr- great, great plays, but I would prioritize, like if I'm paying up for, for forward, I'm going to prioritize Jalen Brown or Jason Tatum. So, again, they get a little bit, of, they get a little bit squeezed out for me. Um, you know, it's like you go, you always got to rate these plays and you can't just play everybody. So, uh, I, I would prefer getting to Tatum, but obviously, you know, Kawhi and George, I mean, they're, they're solid plays. It's a, it's a great matchup. Um, but I think if I had to prioritize one, it'd be, it'd be Russ, believe it or not, which seems weird. That doesn't thrill me, but he's been good. All right, let's play the morning grind game, and then we'll get out of here. Again, appreciate everyone hanging out with us on YouTube. If you haven't already, make sure you hit the subscribe button. Help us out. Favorite play under 5K to go 7X. Who's the cheap guy that you're looking at here at night before? Ooh. Uh, well, let's go Wesley. Yeah, I mean, if you're on the right side of that um, Graham news, that's fantastic. Um, I'm going to go, again, I am not even going to remotely try to pronounce this guy's last name, but give me Sandro, Sandro from the Spurs. I'm going to, like, I'm going to Google how to pronounce it and see if I can do it next show, but I'm not even going to (laughs) try. (laughs) Over 8K to go under 5X. Who's your bus at the top today? Uh, I'm going to go with Kawhi. I'm going to go with Spencer Dinwiddie today. Cleveland Uh, is a death match for guards. And even if Finney Smith sits, I don't think that's really going to affect Dinwiddie. This is a really, really tough matchup. Kudos to him if he crushes in this matchup. Favorite 6X play today. Who do you got? Mm, Oh, uh, Calvin. Yeah, like that a lot. Um, fantastic spot for him. I, I'm going to go – if I knew – for what it's worth, if I knew that Murray wasn't going to play, I would take Trey Young in a heartbeat for this question. Not knowing that if he's going to play or not, I think this is a really, really good spot for Jalen Brown. I think this is going to be a competitive basketball game. They're on the road. Uh, so give me Jalen Brown for six X today. Um, again, I think this is a, I think this is a fifty fantasy point game for Jalen Brown today. Let's get weird GPP play of the day. Who do you got? Uh, I'm gonna go with Darius Garland. All right, I like it. I'm gonna go Fultz from the Orlando Magic. I don't, I don't think he'll get a lot of ownership today. I think the seven K range is kind of weird. Um, depending on like how you're building. So give me Fultz. I think he's capable of 50 plus in this matchup against Washington. Any bets or fantasy pick them plays standing out to you here at night before? Uh, I, I, uh, I want the Celtics minus three and a half. Some places it's four and a half. So um, I, I know it's their, you know, road favorites are kind of, kind of sketchy sometimes, but I like the Celtics tomorrow. Yeah, I like that one. I think that is uh, super solid. 
I have no issues with that. Um, I like the Cavs minus two and a half. Um, if if you get this the the night before, like I might have, and, and like go and write this up on scores and odds, like right after we get done. If you can get this night before at minus two and a half, Finney Smith is a lot of the reason that Brooklyn's been playing really good defense here recently. So if he's out, um, that's going to hurt that defense just enough. I think that just looking at the numbers overall. Um, we look at the last 15 games, the Cleveland Cavs are fourth in net rating. Brooklyn's 25th in that span. So a lot of interest here in Cleveland. Yeah, minus – I know this game's in Brooklyn, but this line just seems off. So Cleveland minus two and a half. All right, to wrap it up, Tim, always appreciate you hanging out. Thanks to everyone hanging out with us here live and listening to us on the podcast version of the show we'll be back tomorrow talking some more hoops good luck everyone we'll see you then